press the button. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories, storytelling podcast with me, Wilf Mertens. Music is by Simon Panrucker and the show is recorded and produced by John Henry Baker. Today's story is called The Lonely Giant. Once upon a time in the mountains of Scotland there was a giant and he was very lonely. You see, the life of a giant, what can I tell you, dear listener, It's like the life of a great white shark. You know, they have these great big territories that they patrol, and whenever they meet up with other giants, all they do is fight. Now, the giant, for this reason, was very lonely. He didn't have any friends. Um, Well, he had one friend, really. But the problem was is she was a regular-sized person, like us. And, and, And if the giant wanted to speak to her, he had to go right down on the ground and whisper as quietly as he could. And even then, his voice was sometimes so powerful that it would knock her down on her butt. Now, if she wanted to speak to him, she had to actually climb inside his ear hole and then shout as loud as she could. And still then, her voice was sometimes just so quiet that it was like a a buzzing like a mosquito would make as it flew past your ear. So it wasn't ideal. And eventually the giant was fed up and he thought to himself, right, I'm going to get myself uh, a wife and then I can have a family and then I won't be lonely anymore. And then I'll look back on the days when I was lonely with with longing, you know, my bachelor days. That was a good decision to make. I'm sure you agree. And so the first step was to, to find a, a lady giant. Might want to marry him. And so he asked the eagle that nested in his hair, and if he knew of any lady giants around. And the eagle said that, sure enough, there was a lady giant who lived on yonder island. And so the giant went up over to the the water, the cliff, and just dived into the ocean and began to swim. Only he didn't. Because you don't just dive in the water and begin to swim. You know, it's, 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 it's difficult to swim. It's, you have to go to lessons. You know, it takes you ages. I still remember when I... I finally learned, after years and years of hard work, and I could swim, that feeling. I've learned to do something. And even then, I probably wasn't very safe. I had to build up to swimming in the ocean, you know. I build up to taking my armbands off. You can't just jump off a cliff into the sea, Mr. Giant. And he found himself sinking down beneath the waves, and he thought to himself, right, that's it, this is my life, gone. But a passing whale saw him struggling, and took pity on him, grabbed him, took him back up to the surface, where he took a breath of fresh air. And the whale, well, he asked the giant where he wanted to go, and the giant told him he was going to yonder island, with a few beats of the whale's powerful tail, they were there. And the giant was just getting up onto the beach and, and wringing off his clothes, when he looked at the whale and saw he was looking at him in such a way, well, as the kind of look that you get when um, you've got like a chip stuck in your beard or, or something. And, and, and the giant sort of looked at himself, checked his beard, and, and said, well, what's wrong? And the whale said to the giant, well, I'm afraid, mister, that uh, you've shrunk. 
And sure enough, the giant, by, by, by measuring himself against a nearby tree, he saw that he had shrunk down. I mean, he was still much bigger than us, but he was no longer as big as he used to be. And giants like to be as big as possible, so he was distraught. But he had come to the island for a reason. And so he stomped off to go and find the lady giant. It wasn't very difficult. She was on the biggest hill in the middle of the place, and, and there she was up there. Now, before I start this next section, I do want to just explain something to you. And that is that I have a really beautiful singing voice that's very frail, very very original. And if, you know... If I were to use that singing voice, I think you would you would be I think you'd be really moved. But I also endeavour to be an actor, a good actor, a method actor, you know, someone who really becomes the character that they're playing. And the lady giant in this story, she doesn't have a great singing voice. So I just wanted to say that so you didn't get me and her mixed up. So I'm gonna sing the song that she is singing because sure enough the giant saw her up on that hill right on the the peak and she was singing this terrible song that went like this if i ever had an husband he better be bigger than me and if he's not i'll pick him up and throw him into the sea now this song struck fear into the poor old giant's heart because this lady giant, she was bigger than him even before he shrank down. And now he had got smaller. And so she was a lot bigger than him. But he had come to the island for a reason. And it was to ask her to marry him. And so he got his best giant stomp on. And he stomped up to the lady giant. And he said to her, I'll be your husband. And she folded her arms and looked down at him and she laughed. <laughs> you, you're tiny. And with that, she picked him up by the ankle and swung him around her head. And she threw him. He sailed through the air, back over the ocean. Splashed back into the great waters and found himself once more sinking beneath the waves. Surely, he thought, now my life is lost. But once again, the whale was there to save him, took him back up to the surface. Ah. <gasps> oh. The whale said, They usually land around here. I thought I'd wait for you. And with a few beats of his powerful tail, he had took him back to the shore of Scotland, where the giant lived. And once again, as the giant was getting out of the water, the whale had that look on his face again. And the giant saw that he had shrunk down once again. And this time it was serious. The giant saw that he was only as big as a human being. Oh, human beings are tiny, they're pathetic, oh no! Oh, the giant tried stomping and it didn't even make an earthquake. Oh, it was awful. 
He thanked the whale and he went back home. Only took him ages because human beings only have these tiny little legs. So, and, and when he finally got there, he couldn't even get up to his cave where he lived because he was too small. He didn't know what to do. The only thing he could do was go and see his friend Morag. And so he schlepped down to the human town. When he got there, he started to cheer up a little bit. Because humans, I mean, they're little, sure, but they're also quite clever. And he looked in all the shop windows and he saw the, the pretty things they made and, and, and the cupcakes with the, decorated with icing and, and, and the smell from the bakery. And Oh, wow, there was, there was something quite cool about human beings, how inventive they were. Well, he went to see Morag and he knocked upon her door. Hello there, said Morag as she answered. Well, the giant said, Hello there, Morag. Um, I'm, I'm here to see you. I've had, I've had quite a day. And Morag, she replied to the giant, I've never seen you before in my life. Don't act all friendly with me, laddie. And with that, she slammed the door in his face. Well, the giant knocked once again. Again, Morag opened the door. What is it this time? And the giant said to her, Please don't slam the door. Seriously, it's me, your friend, the giant. You're not a giant, you're just a naughty wee numpty. Now, bolt. And she slammed the door once again in the giant's face. And for the third time, he knocked. Ah, oh, said Morag. This time, the giant, he put on his fiercest giant face. They're giants, they... They scrub their faces and they put on this this horrible face. You know when they give it that whole stuff, uh, fee fire, faux farm, and I'll grind your bones down to make my bread and, and that sort of business. He did that face. And when Morag saw his giant face, even though he had shrunk down just to the uh, size of me or you, she recognised him and she invited him in. And she sat him down at the table and she made him a cuppa. And then he told her the whole story, everything I've recounted to you here today. Well... When he finished that story, she told him a story, and then he told her another one, and they talked and they laughed, and the sun went down over the hills, and by the time it had come up again, well, they had fallen in love. And I'm very pleased to tell you that the giant was lonely no more, and, and sure, he used to look back at his days as a bachelor and a giant, and, well, he'd feel a certain longing. But he was never lonely again, and the way that it worked out was that him and Morag lived happily ever after. Thanks for listening to Bedtime Stories. Please go and check out Simon Panrucker's music. It's awesome. Go and leave a link to it somewhere. Click on it. And thanks again to John Henry Baker. I hope you, dear listener, tune in again to Bedtime Stories.